Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Phase Zero, episode 21 starts now. I'm your host, Brandon Davis. The Fantastic Four are here today. We're all back reunited. Jamie Girac is here. Hello. Good morning. Jenna Anderson is here. Hey, everybody. And Aaron Perrine is here. Hey, guys. The Fantastic Four are all assembled. One day we're all going to like have to assign ourselves Fantastic Four characters. I was thinking about that. Yeah, we need to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Maybe not today. We'll, we'll put some thought into it and we won't just throw it on the spot. But, uh, <laughs> but I think we need to do that on one of these shows. I do want to give a shout out. Layla, one of our biggest Phase Zero listener fans... Uh, we love you, Layla, is not with us today because Layla oh. had to get a job so she could buy more Funko figures. <laughs> so shout out to Layla. We love you. We miss you today. And we hope you're back on the next live show, which will be on Wednesdays because we are officially moving to Wednesdays because we're going to do episodes following Loki. Jamie doesn't like that. <laughs> no. Wednesdays are my Mondays. <laughs> that sounds Ooh. terrible to me. <laughs> well, Wednesdays are everybody's Monday now because yeah. Loki starts the week. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> I lost track of days last year. Hmm. Mm, anyway. Well, so listen, we got a, we got a big show today. A lot of MCU news. Nothing really crazy happened this week, but there was like a lot of just stuff that happened this week. So we have a lot to talk about. Uh, but first of all, we have a celebrity in the house, okay? Jamie Jirak is on the program. We're lucky to have her that she didn't charge us <laughs> double for today because double. I was watching, I charge anything at all. Listen, I was, <laughs> I was watching the NBA Finals last night, RIP Lakers run, uh, and I was, I, I was sitting there and a Cruella commercial came on and it says one of the – it pulled a long, big quote from Jamie's review of the movie on comicbook.com, which was a great movie, by the way. If you haven't watched it, highly recommend watching Cruella. I thought it was fantastic. And underneath, in huge letters right behind – I think it was behind Emma Thompson. It said, Jamie Jurak, comicbook.com. And I was like Leonardo DiCaprio in that meme. I sat up and I was like, oh, 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 oh. But uh, I was watching on an app. I couldn't rewind and take a picture. If anyone sees this and can somehow record it and send it to me, I would be so grateful. I want it so bad. I want it in my eyeballs because uh, apparently my name is right by Emma Thompson's face. And uh, as I said to Jenna earlier, that's the dream. Uh, it was so. either Emma Thompson or Emma Stone. I was just so thrown. Either by the Emma is fine. <laughs> I was just like, I need to get my phone. I need to get my phone. And then it was gone. It was gone. Uh, um, so congrats on that, though. That's really cool. Way to wrap the brand. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 
you're also the celebrity of the day. We're all interviewing you today because <laughs> everybody, Jamie went to Avengers Campus and everybody here knows I'm tremendously jealous. Uh, I was living vicariously through you as many of us were. So, I mean, I'm just going to let you take it. Tell us about Avengers Campus, like going in there, everything. Tell us all of it. Oh, wow. It was so fun. Um, uh, I mean, it's all about web slingers, right? Because the Guardians ride's been going on for a while. So those are really the two rides. Um, I had not ridden the Guardians ride before, though, um, and it was terrifying. <laughs> Um, it's so good. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, a little, a little bit much for me. Um, but the web slingers ride was really good um, and interesting because it's interactive, um, and you can buy um, like add-ons, uh, like your own web shooter, and then play. Uh, Jackie, our wonderful social media manager, she got one um, and used it. Whereas I was just using my wrist. <laughs> and uh, my biggest tips and tricks for that, there's like so many, um, th it sucks that you can only ride it once per visit. Um, and you have to go on the mobile app and um, and register to ride it. So there's like a whole lot of layers to this. Oh, so um, you buy a ticket to the park and you just go as a guest, not on like a press day. You can only ride it once a day? Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, so you wow. have to download the Disneyland app and it, you can only register at 7 a.m. and noon on the app. So um, so you got to make sure you do that. And the one thing that sucks about that is that this ride is like riddled with Easter eggs. But you're so focused on shooting the spider bots. Oh, uh, show it off. Um, got a spider bot. I love wow. it. Look at that. Yes. That's so cool. Um, that you're so focused on that, that you're missing what's going on. So um, I'm excited. I'm going back on Monday with friends and, and I'm not going to like play. I'm just going to use my eyeballs and try to see if I can find anything. <laughs> can um, you buy those spider bots or is that just like, Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, and it's cool because um, they, so they, Spider bot um, online. Did you wow. hear that? And then there's like a remote, and then they move around, and you and if you have another one, you can make them like battle, and then the top like plops off if you lose. The Black Widow one is dope. I wish I'd gotten that one because it literally looks like a Black Widow spider. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I know. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, so when you first walk into campus, like, what is the first mm -hmm. thing you see? So it was kind of, I don't know how it's going to be blocked off um, normally uh, because it was just kind of for like the press area. So um, I don't know exactly how, because um, there's there's guardians and there was a bunch of bushes that we walked mm -hmm. through. I'm going to assume those bushes are going to be removed. Uh, but the big, <laughs> yeah. like the big, like Avengers, um, like kind of compound with the Quinjet on top is like the first big thing you see. And you can't go in there. Um, but if you look up, you can see a lot of cool um like people will be up there. Like uh, we saw Black Widow up there, and sometimes I think she'll be like fighting. Why is she always up high? There. What is she doing? She's, just <laughs> She's learned nothing. She's learned nothing. Um, and then um, uh, you can see some like demonstrations. There's um, the the um, Doctor Strange uh, and his uh, in his little area. That is, it's like a little show that he puts on um, where he does his like magic. That if you're gonna go see it at night. Because I saw it during the day and I was a little underwhelmed. And then when they gave a presentation, they talked about how it like looks at night. And I def and I'm that's I think it would be infinitely better. Um, and then from there, they have the Pims the Pims uh, testing kitchen and tasting lab, um, which I'm so mad I didn't try any food. But it was nine a.m. and and there's like the shawarma cart and shawarma at nine a.m. sounded 
like not a good idea for my body. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to test out the foods on Monday. Uh, but they also have a really cool alcohol selection, like all these like beer mixed cocktail type drinks and, ev- and everything wow. is like weirdly sized since it's for the pims. Um, I, I want my friends to, and I to get the hundred dollar sandwich since there's going to be enough of us. I'm getting it, it when I go. No question. Yes. I just cashed um, out on my AMC stock. I'm using it. <laughs> yes. Um, so the food looked really good. Um, I really wish I'd tried the shawarma because it looked amazing. But, you know, it's like this, who wants, I don't know, garlic spread when the sun is beating down on you. I just feel like it's going to seep through my pores for the rest of the day. Um, but I might risk it. Because uh, this time I was like, you know, we were with people that I don't know really well. But on Monday, I was like, <laughs> people that I don't care if I'm seeping garlic at them. <laughs> so. I can, I'm happy that I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously making this a work thing because I'm going on, mm. on the, June 21st. And I'm going to try to like get, you know, photos and TikToks and all the content. But I'm going to have a few drinks. I'm going to try a few <laughs> oh, yeah. of those. Uh, I'm going to try a few of those PIM drinks. That's a hundred percent. And then, and then next to the PIM, that's where Web Slinger is, and is, and then there's the like little Spider-Man store, and that's really it. It's really small. Um, like they they cram a lot in there, um, but there's but there's not much to it because I guess it's where the uh, Bugs Life Land used to be. Um, okay. and it's really, it's really not a big area. Galaxy's Edge is definitely bigger. Um, but I will say this, uh, neither Galaxy's Edge nor the Avengers Campus has anything on Wizarding World. I hate to say it because <laughs> Wizarding World is now makes me sad to think about, but, um, uh, cause somebody ruined it for us all. But, um, but Wizarding World is like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You really feel like you're stepping into into the world i don't think galaxy's edge or avengers campus really does that um there are parts of it you know when you like you're waiting for spider-man inside and that kind of thing um but i don't know if it's just a space issue or maybe it's just there's there's not like as clear of a universe to create for yourself especially That's in avengers what I was campus. Say. <laughs> like um, I, I just i feel like it, like I guess Galaxy's Edge would have that same kind of advantage though. Like I was going to say that they have the advantage of being so different from our world, right? Mm -hmm. That you can create such a space that is so different and immersive. Whereas Avengers Campus, it's like, well, this is like kind of your world, but with superheroes. Mm -hmm. So if you mean like a, maybe like a Dr. Strange land or maybe like an Atlantis or something like, like, like nowhere, but just kind of, I don't know. But I've, I've heard, you're not the only person I've heard say that. So that's interesting. That it's, yeah. it's certainly no um, wizarding world. And it's still great. I mean, you're still having the most fun ever, uh, but nothing I've never been. Any, and, and I'm from Florida, so I'm like a big theme park person. And um, I've never seen anything like wizarding world in my life in terms mm. of stepping in and, and feeling like you're there. I do. I, I, I also I'm, I'm on the team that the Florida parks are better than the California parks. I'm just saying the Disney. I just want to put that. And the only people I, mean, I ever hear say that are the people from California that, that Disneyland is better than Disney World. I'm more partial, partial to world um, being from Florida. But now that I live in California, I'm becoming a land person because it's it's there. It's it's cool to, you know, Oh, Disneyland is great. Want. But I yeah. mean, Disney World is got like 74 yeah. parks and seven water parks and <laughs> everything. But Aaron, have you ever been to Disneyland? Uh, of course. I mean, uh, I was born in L.A., so it was down the street. <laughs> have you been to Disney World? Uh, no, actually. Because okay. y'all are talking it up, and I'm like, I have no idea. I have no frame of reference for it. But I, I like Disneyland. It's dope. Uh, I, I'll, I'll put on for Knott's Berry Farm and Magic Mountain and that crap that's down there near where I just live. Uh, Jamie, with the with the performers, like um, like the, the heroes, like doing their, like, 
stuck circuit around while you guys were in there. So we did get the Dora Milaje show, um, which was really cool. You walk in there doing all their stuff because I look at me, I can do it. Um, uh, and then, uh, there's also, um, when you're kind of exiting the land, when you're heading to the cars section, um, there's this really cool Spider-Man shows up and he like on the building and he does all these flips. I almost had a heart attack. I thought it was going to be like a turn off the dark situation and he was going to pull him into his death. Um, and, he got yeeted. It looked like, was he, look, we, t- we posted a TikTok. shout out to you and Jackie for getting this. That was all Jackie. This TikTok that got was like Jackie. 7 million views. Wow. But deservingly so because Spider-Man and this video from what i saw flies what has to be like 50 maybe 70 feet above the ground is he on a wire when he's doing that 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 part I, of the flight because it looked like that part was just I don't in the know. air i literally i i try i because i kind of i literally looked down for a split second looked up and that man was so <laughs> high I, I i literally my whole body sank i i i feel like once he got to this other side to like crawl down the wall, he had a wire. But when he was flying through the air, I didn't see a wire. He could have had one. Don't get me Our wrong. Our comment section, Jim Viscardi, banned from the program, is telling us in the comment section that uh, that was an animatronic Spider-Man that flies through the sky. I'm going to pull up the video on my phone uh, and show it to you guys. If it is, how does it not break when it lands? So it's like thir- like 15 seconds into this video, you'll see it. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that thing flies. I don't know how you make an animatronic fly and balance. But wow. so watch. This is what happens. It, it He stumbles. That's a real person. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing and it's then real. I, so I, this. I met him after and got a picture. That's apparently an animatronic. Wow. Like what? How? Oh, that apparently... They're saying in the um, in there if you have to watch the Imagineering story and it and it talks about it, but I'm I'm genuinely shocked. I don't know. I didn't know that, and I don't know how I'm, that works. I'm going with Evan Larson's take uh, in the comment section. It's Tom Holland. <laughs> duh. That's obviously Tom Holland just earning that paycheck. You well, know, I mean, I when they that. had that video a couple weeks ago of like the animatronic Baby Groot that they're making that actually looks like Baby Groot, like just in actual like real life, it's like the fact that they can make a Spider Man do that is still surprising to me but it's like okay yeah of course they have the technology to do anything at this point that's yeah insane. wow and that's crazy and then and then he comes down and then you can take pictures with them um and that's where uh you showed off a picture i took which was i'm not good at like i never snap good photos and that was actually a really good picture so i'm glad that you, you posted it that's the that's our episode photo for today's show yeah photographer uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right photo by photo cred goes to jamie cinematic <laughs> Is it is it MCU canon? Like, does it feel like part of the story? Great question, because I was at first confused because on the Web Slinger ride, um, you know, you're uh, Peter's kind of talking to you while you're waiting, you know, one of those things. Um, and he's and he says something along the lines of like, don't tell Tony. And so like Tony is alive in the universe of the Avengers campus. And so um, the uh, one of the uh, guys who, you know, cr- helped create it says that when you're in event, Avengers campus takes place now. Whenever you're there, that's when it takes place. And he he mentioned how, you know, Loki is going to really explore with uh, time and space and all that. And that's how you you kind of have to think of Avengers Campus. It's kind of it's here. It's now it's everywhere. Um, so uh, so, you know, so Tony's alive. You're all of that stuff, which I think that's a nice mindset in a way. It's like, yeah. is this a cop out? But I think it's actually uh, it's kind of sweet to go somewhere where Tony's alive. Yeah, you can't like say like, well, everything that happens here is a story. It's part of the story because like you could ask Mm. Captain America a question there. And he's (laughs) like, like, is that just part of the story then the next time Mm. we see him? You know what I mean? Mm. I did did love that 
they had Anthony Mackie introduce Captain America. That was cool. Yeah. um, Another thing you mentioned before about the characters walking around, all the characters we saw were kind of just like in their like mini show mode. They're called experiences, but it feels more like a mini show. Um, But if you like actual characters, they're going to be walking around, but there's no schedule for that. I asked um, because I like to meet characters um but you um you just kind of have to get lucky and just spot them um and i think the big new ones are the ant-man and the wasp are they're like big uh big and i will say this though there's um so there's the little shop um the spider-man shop and then there's the also the the one outside of guardians um but there's a bigger shop that's further into the park um in the backlot store um and it's really cool because it's like stepping into comic-con it really feels like a comic-con floor um and that's where they have your eight thousand dollar iron man <laughs> um which is pretty dope i mean eight thousand dollars is more money than i could ever imagine uh, uh spending on something like that but um but like if you have eight thousand dollars it's it seemed like a pretty good purchase brandon i'm about to do a fundraiser became, yeah brandon just became that joe exotic meme of like i'm never gonna financially recover for this like this is, <laughs> that's just brandon thinking about going to adventures campus i was looking uh at all, like all of jamie's stuff and jackie <laughs> sent me all the pictures and like i was watching the uh, we i made a tiktok yesterday about the iron man that's for sale but in it you can also see all of the other stuff in that store and it's just like yeah you could spend eight thousand dollars on this iron man but then you're still going to want to spend eight thousand more dollars on everything else I will say, though, I uh, I was pretty bummed. Uh, there was not a lot of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier stuff. Like my eye, every time I go to anything like this, my eye is immediately looking for Scarlet Witch merch. And the only thing I could find were phone covers. Oh. I didn't mm. see anything else. Um, they had a lot of Black Widow stuff. They had some cool jackets. Um, but I was pretty bummed. I thought now that WandaVision existed, there'd be more Wanda stuff. Um, and maybe, you know, I didn't I didn't look my you know i didn't like hardcore shop because we were on a time limit um but if uh, but you know what was else is interesting they had a section of venom and carnage stuff um and uh i know and i'm very curious about like this i actually i asked the question about um sony rights but no but they didn't answer my sony rights question i guess that was a little too uh businessy um but i thought that i'm like i see a carnage thing but i don't see a wanda come on they don't like business questions i tried to ask a business question once and i kevin feige looked at me and went brandon nobody wants to hear about that and i was like Anyway, Aaron, you, I think Aaron was about to. I was just joking about like, Jamie, it might take them a second because if you remember at Galaxy's Edge last year, it took them like a solid two months to get uh, the child merch from the Mandalorian. Yeah, true. In That's there. true. And there were kids screaming. I heard them while we were in there like, <laughs> where's baby Yoda? Where's baby Yoda? And I'm like, I can't even get Ray's lightsaber. So they're probably working on it. There's stuff on Shop Disney for Falcon Winter Soldier yes. and WandaVision that I want show off your shirt your shirt is part of the collection from the show <laughs> Davey. oh mine oh yeah this is my super yucky shirt my Catherine Hahn all along shirt <laughs> Catherine Hahn all along I love that I was at I was at Disney World back like earlier this year and there was I was surprised by the lack of like just Marvel merch in general I was at Epcot where the uh where the Guardians ride is going and there was just like I saw pins and that was pretty much all I saw from on the Marvel front so I, I wonder what they're what they're doing because Disney is usually like the best at having merch. You know what I mean? 
but I'm sure, I mean, listen, clearly there's a lot in there. I'm going to lose my money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does anybody have uh, any other, any, anything else they wanted to hear about, about Avengers Campus before we take a quick break? I know um, a couple of people in the chat are asking if there was any X-Men stuff, which I know I I'm curious about that too. <laughs> I didn't see any, um, but that's, doesn't, that's not a hundred percent me. Like they might've had something, you know, like there was a, maybe like a t-shirt, but I didn't spot anything. Um, nothing that came to mind. There's so much guardian stuff because of the guardians ride and so much Spider-Man stuff that, um, that if you spot anything else, it's kind of like a, like a treat, an Easter egg treat. <laughs> so, um, Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like have me back next week after I go again when I have more time because I'm going Monday and uh, and uh, I can look for these things again. I'll, I'll keep so you're saying eye. Hugh Jackman wasn't walking around? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Um, <laughs> sadly. It was the mask. He hit himself. It was. Yes. That was it. <laughs> that's that's a that's interesting. Yeah, keep your eyes out for that when you go back. Uh, you're going twice before I go. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I planned to go already. So then this just happened. Yeah. So I, I got lucky. I, I can't wait to get out there. If anybody's going to be at Avengers Campus on June 21st, hit me up. And if you're in downtown Disney on June 20th, I'll be, I'll be drinking on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> thinking about how excited I am. All right. We're going to take a quick break. If you have any more Avengers Campus questions, uh, drop them in. We can still talk about it in the second half of the show. We have a lot of Marvel news to get through. Some really big stuff like Chris Hemsworth arms uh, and some <laughs> other news. So we'll see y'all in 60 seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Phase Zero. The Fantastic Four are here with you. Great job, thank you, Jamie, on the Avengers Campus breakdown, you superstar. Uh, and now we are about to get into some big MCU news, including the biggest story of the week, Chris Hemsworth's freaking art. I mean, the real story is that Thor Love and Thunder wrapped production, which is great. Marvel now has 10 titles in post-production, which is insane. 10. But... Thor Love and Thunder wrapped. Chris Hemsworth posted a photo to celebrate with him and Taika Waititi. I actually didn't even notice Taika Waititi was in the photo for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> but it was up because Chris Hemsworth is just gigantic. It's, it's, I mean, if he doesn't name his arms Love and Thunder, what's the point? Dez and Troy are back. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say about this. It's insane. It's like he's a comic like like I know we always kind of joke of like, oh, they look like the comic books, but he looks like the comics. Like it's honestly impressive of like the most outrageous way you can draw Thor's arms. That's just Chris Hemsworth's arms now. Like that's absolutely insane. Yeah, he he just I mean, it's also the Hulk Hogan arms because he's he's yeah, he's he's bulking up to play the Hulkamaniac. Uh, and I mean, uh, Chris Hemsworth is a dude who obviously loves fitness. He has a fitness app. He loves, you know, exercise and being in shape. He's got that show. I think it's coming to Disney Plus on that Geo or something where he's just kind of testing his body and making sure he's as healthy as can be. I did see a lot of conversations on social media 
about you know the the expectation of bodies of male stars and, and realistic expectations about life. Listen, I, I I saw people like criticizing the fact that that's like a expectation. To me, I'm all for the superhero physique. I think like superhero bodies not necessarily meant to look relatable. And it's I don't know that if it's like a mandate. Hey, you have to get huge for this role. But I'm, I, I support any actor who wants to get in super shape to play a superhero. I love it. I love the effort. I appreciate it. I think you look like a comic character come to life. And this is the perfect example. That's just my take. And I know that's people disagree, but I'm all for it. I support that 100 percent. I have mixed feelings about that. And I think that it depends. And I think like people like Hemsworth and like the rock, it's just yeah. like, they want, they want to do it anyway. It's like part of who mm-hmm. they are. So yeah. in those cases, it's like, do your thing. Um, um, and, but then you have like Kumail and it's like, well, yeah. but he, I don't know, but he seemed to enjoy doing that. So I don't know. And you get a lot of money. If someone paid me to do that, I'd probably do it too. So I mean, that's I think, also yeah. the thing. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I think like the, I think it's a thing where like the larger conversation is also just about like body image and just the way that like seeing these people in the blockbuster movies with these physiques that aren't necessarily attainable or relatable will kind of morph the way that people look at themselves and put expectations on themselves. So it's like in that like sense, I agree with Jamie. I feel like it's a very conflicted thing. But somebody like Hemsworth and The Rock, where it's like this is clearly a thing you're passionate about, it's like yeah, just go for it. But I do feel bad that people then feel they have to do that for themselves. Yeah, I mean, that I, I understand that. I, I, I wish there was a way to convey like Kumail did whenever the like that, that it's just it's, it's not just implied and stated, but it needs to be known that like a, a physique like that is not like something you can just do. I mean, I'm yeah. in the gym four or five days a week and I just I, I consider myself a pretty average physique, like because I'm comparing myself to somebody like that. And like Kumail laid it out, you can't do this like when you're when you're getting into that kind of shape, your meals are made for you. Your reg, your it's your job to work out. You can't have another job. You can't yeah. be even. We we couldn't be doing this if that was a, one of our jobs. Like you can't be working at any at Home Depot or and be an accountant or literally anything or anything in between, to, and and maintain that physique for, and and have and have make a living. Aaron, what's up? Because do you remember when Chris Pratt was talking about looking at Hemsworth during filming Infinity War and being like, I feel worse about myself looking at Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth because like it's unattainable. Like he looks like a freaking action figure. And I'm like, Chris Pratt, you real Jack too. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. Like we're in this like weird tornado of like weird masculinity, right? Because yeah. you're right, Brandon. I remember in high school cutting weight for basketball and stuff and I was eating just peanut butter sandwiches and chicken breast and broccoli for like four months. And I only dropped like maybe 15 pounds. I was a little bit stronger. And I was like, it's impossible. You couldn't look like Chris Evans or whatever if you tried. I can't imagine how brutal it must be, you know? I would love to do it just once. (laughs) (laughs) Just for that one Instagram photo where it's like, look at me. (laughs) I'm perfect. Just once. It's interesting that it's kind of um, this has affected men more than I think yeah. ever before. Because I think I think especially like growing up in the '90s, where like especially women's bodies were what a messy time. Um, yep. Where it's where it's like you were supposed to be as like stick skinny as possible when I was growing up, and like that messed my brain up for sure for a long time. Um, and uh, the evil part of me is like, Haha, see men, see what it's like to have to live up to these expectations. But that's also yeah. terrible. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> don't. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> your body is beautiful no matter what it looks like and uh chances are i'm attracted to you no matter what so. <laughs> i love it i love it i mean like i said I, I am all for it when an actor wants to get in that kind of shape i appreciate the added effort i think it really just makes it so it makes it comic book and it's so your point jamie like if these movies were being made like 20 years ago like if if captain marvel came out 20 years ago imagine how differently she would have been dressed and the yeah. expectation on how she would have looked she got to wear long sleeves and a shirt i mean and a thing like a, a suit up to here when she was in her superhero costume that movie came out in 2001 well i mean it would have been also, part of it's also the comics reflecting that it's like up until like it, it's only been like a decade that carol has had her captain marvel costume like before that mm-hmm. it was kind of variations of like the mini skirt and the sleeveless shirt and all of that stuff so i think it's just it's a thing that society has had to just gradually improve on and i'm glad that the movies are now at this point where the female characters are reflecting that because yeah 20 30 years ago it would have been a nightmare honestly mm-hmm. Gen- Gen- remember just- how long melissa Bunnelis, like asked for her yep. uh, her her pants for yeah, supergirl it so it's like stuff like that where it's just the costume design is a thing that's always evolving and so it's interesting to see where like female characters costumes have evolved to this point where it is a little more comfortable and accessible and stuff but then it's like the male characters by and large have kind of had the same sort of costume like especially Chris Hemsworth it's like oh he's wearing the Thunderstrike costume from like the 70s and 80s so it's this thing where it's interesting seeing like Jamie said the dynamic has kind of flipped a little bit but hopefully not in this like super toxic way but it's interesting just seeing that whole discourse. Yeah, I'm all for the actors having that input. Like, like, it, it, obviously, like Hemsworth is to a point where, like, if he says something, he's going to get his way. And I feel like men have had gotten their way more often than women, and I think that goes without saying throughout the history of entertainment. And yeah. now women are finally being able to speak up on it and kind of get the pants they want. You know what I, I mean? I mean, look how long it took Elizabeth Olsen to get a costume she wanted. She had this cleavage she did not yep. care for for many films. And she said yep. it. And like, I remember reading that she, I think it was Infinity War. She was like, I still have cleavage. And then yeah. it's like Endgame. I think she's had it still. Um, and it was like, finally, WandaVision, they let her wear something um, that she like, was more comfortable in. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you know, especially like um, I'm, if like I'm all for you know if you like if somebody wants to dress and show off some things and not like I, I'm all for that too. I think like we were saying like whatever makes you comfortable, but it, that did not make her comfortable. So um, it's I'm so glad that someone finally listened to her. Yeah. Well, and like yeah. one more thing I'll add about the Hemsworth of it all. People in the comments have pointed out like this is why Bro Thor what like resonated with so many people and was like such an impactful thing. Because it's like, oh my gosh, we're seeing this character who's usually absolutely jacked, and we're getting to see him in a way that kind of refre- reflects reality a little bit more. It is so interesting because I, I like, I, I've always thought like I've always been like very secure with body image, but I'm one of those people who like uh, people will come up to me and be like, oh man, your arms are like big or something, and I grew up so skinny, and I still look in the mirror and I look at it, and I'm like, yo, what are you talking? I'm very like I consider myself like skinny as hell. And then people like, I don't know. And I think that's because I look at Chris Hemsworth. It's very interesting. And I never thought about it until right now. I just had a moment. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on. Uh, Oh, I got the first two episodes of Loki today. And uh, I can't talk about them yet. I'm so jealous. I I can't talk about them yet. I know everybody wants to know what's going on with Loki. I also want to know what's going on with Loki. (laughs) It's so weird that... It is, that they came so late. I'm doing interviews for Loki at 3 a.m. tomorrow night. Wow. 
So I, ge- I genuinely think like, it's like a, it's a scheduling thing. I don't know. I don't, cause usually if these, if I got something this late, I'd be like, Oh, it might not be good. <laughs> or like, there might be a huge spoiler or some, there's some reason why they didn't send it. But in this case, I genuinely think it's like a, a scheduling thing. I think people are all over the world. Yeah. So, um, so 3 a.m. I start my interviews wow. this weekend. Wow. So that'll be fun. So, but, but that means wow. on Wednesday's episode of phase zero, You'll hear from some Loki. And I can't talk about the episodes today. Any reactions? That's coming later this weekend. Um, Jenna talks to Amelia Clark of okay. Secret Invasion. Ooh. Jenna, what was tell us about that? Ooh, it still has not hit me yet, honestly. Like it, it, it all came together and it actually happened like so fast that I have not really sat down and processed. Like I talked to Amelia Clark and she was absolutely wonderful. Like she could not have been better. It was so much fun to just sit and talk with her for like 20 minutes. Um, I talked to her about her comic that's coming out next month, which is called Mother of Madness. Go pre-order it. I cannot recommend it enough. It's like if um, Fleabag was a superhero and that is like Sold. all you really need to know. Yeah, it is like it has some of my favorite writing and comics that I've read in like the past year. Like I honestly really enjoy it. So what I, is her involvement with it? Um, so she came up with the entire idea. Like she crafted the whole idea and like came up with the origin story and the plot and like all the supporting cast. And then she went with Marguerite Bennett, who actually wrote the Bombshell series, which you and I were talking about off camera earlier. Um, and so she co-wrote it with her. And then there's an artist and a whole creative team that's all female-led creative team. And it is just incredible. Like it is such a good comic, and it was so much fun to talk to her about that. And then at the end, I was like, I have to ask about Secret Invasion. I have to bring this up. Because she is also a huge comic fan, which is something that I didn't really know. And so, yeah, I wish I had the full quote pulled up. I don't know why I don't. It should be burned into my brain by now with how much I've written it up. But um, I did ask her, like, what drew her to the project? Because obviously she's been someone who's been fan cast and theorized as in so many different superhero roles. And basically she did say that she really likes the idea of what Marvel is doing. She called them like the apple of the superhero world because she just thinks they're on the cutting edge of everything. And she did say that she feels like she's in like the cool kids club now that she gets to join the MCU. And then she said something along the like to the effect of that the, the what drew her to Secret Invasion was the people that are involved with it because she said that everyone's hearts and heads are in the right place with this one and so that's what drew her to that in particular which like I was already super excited for this show but hearing her talk about it in that way I'm like even more thrilled because that cast and crew and like her being so excited about it I am just so happy. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I, I hope this like really knocks it out for her because I feel bad. I feel like she always gets the yeah. like least liked thing in a franchise. Um, <laughs> like, like I, like I, I have solo has really grown on me, but it's you know, amazing. I think it's still considered people consider it a bottom tier. I love it. I'm also the only person I know who loves Terminator Genesis, <laughs> but for the most part, people don't care for that movie. And I'm just like, and then, you know, I also love, I don't mind the last season of game of Thrones. Like I'm like pro everything, but I know I'm in the minority. So I'm like really hoping like, come on, let's let's let her have something that's really like the best of the best. She deserves it. I know she she could not deserve it more. Like I am so excited at the idea of her being in the MC, like more so after talking to her. But it's just like I feel like whatever role she is in, I know I've theorized about it on previous episodes, but like whatever character she plays, I know she's going to crush it because she's just going to have so much fun. So She's that so that show is just becoming like one of my most anticipated things, honestly. Like every new casting announcement and everything, I'm just like, I am so Olivia. sold on this show. I know. <laughs> I just Olivia Coleman in my eyeballs is all I want. <laughs> I'm I'm so cautiously and curiously excited about the Secret Invasion show because mm-hmm. obviously we know that what the comic story is, but it it, yeah. it it is such an awesome story, but it uses so many characters, and I'm so curious what they're gonna do with that. 
because yeah. they're obviously not going to go that big. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I'm excited, but that's that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if how how can you do Secret Invasion on such on a. a, a I think that's what's exciting about it to me is like the fact that you're taking this thing that would be like usually a movie and just making it a limited series. I feel like you can really make it a character driven thing in a way that's really cool. And it's like, we still have no idea who most of the new character, like new cast members are playing. So it's like, could be so yeah. many major players and just like cameos and whatever else to where it could feel like the event did, but in this context that actually is more meaningful. I would hate if it was like, we're going to truncate all of Secret Invasion into a two and a half or three hour long movie. Cause it feels like that would be a disservice to the arc itself. So I think it's really cool that like we get this time to have it actually breathe and be really interesting. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I'm, I'm relating it to like how WandaVision and Captain America or, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier they had huge character growth, but not like huge implications for like events in the MCU. You know what I mean? Like neither of them. And I'm, and I'm very curious to see what happens with Loki. If that's going to like have something like, like what I mean is like, if you did it, if you didn't watch WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you went and watched Dr. Strange two or Captain America four, I feel like you would pretty much understand, like you would miss a lot of great character stuff. But if you just watched Endgame, you wouldn't be too lost. Like there was, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I could totally be wrong. Like maybe you need to know about John Walker or something, something specific. Uh, but I'm really curious to see if the Disney Plus shows are going to really deliver like big event moments. I think I, I feel like Loki's going to. Um, yeah. But that's. But what do I know? I haven't gotten screeners. I, I also feel like <laughs> after, I, I haven't watched. <laughs> I also feel like after the Mandalorian, like especially after season two, and how many characters they threw in, and how much lore they threw in, and just moments that fans wanted to see. It's like I feel like Disney Plus has the potential to do that big like event programming. And so, like, oh, yeah, we've had more, yeah, we've had more character driven stuff, but once it gets further along, we can really kind of have that thing where every single episode is something that's going to break the internet. I'll also always wonder what the endings of Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision would have been yeah. without the shutdown uh, mm -hmm. altering, altering any of that. But I mean, both shows ended up being hugely entertaining in terms of impact on the MCU. It was character growth, which is awesome, but uh, <laughs> it's for Secret Invasion. I don't know what 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 you're gonna do there. Um, bit, we'll see. Big personal news. Um, I still haven't gotten my Wandavision tattoo, but I made an appointment for a second Wandavision tattoo. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so you haven't got the first, but, but you're already you're scheduled for the second. Well, yeah, th I'm actually getting the second one first now because the first one's not till July. So uh, um, this the the second one, first one is coming in two weeks. So okay. exciting, okay. exciting stuff. All right. All right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till the day J uh, Jamie comes on here and shows us all her WandaVision tattoos. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. We're just going to have to do an episode live from the tattoo shop. We're just going to have to set up. Oh, a you don't want to see that. that. That's not me at my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me at my best. You're not one of the, the addicted to the tattoo pain. No, I the, hate it. I, I just discovered numbing cream and it's changed my life. Um, I'm not, I don't like pain. I don't, uh, uh, I hate it. So um, numbing cream is the way to go. For tattoos. I find that so, I find the tattoo. My girlfriend's one of those people who like <laughs> loves the tattoo needle, like like has her whole arm covered and like wants to get more because she loves the feeling of getting tattoos. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> second thoughts for me. 
<laughs> yeah, she has, she has a sleeve. She's oh like, yeah, she's covered. She's yeah. covered. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm like one at a time. Today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not that cool. So <laughs> Ryan reflects in the comments section agrees with you. I don't like pain. Same, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, She Hulk. Oh my gosh, this poor girl. This poor girl. <laughs> this poor poor. Not She Hulk. Oh. She Hulk is not the poor girl in reference. Nope. The actress slash stunt person slash girl who probably is going to have trouble working with Marvel again. Uh, her name's Anais, Anais Almonte. So she worked on She-Hulk. She shared photos with Mark Ruffalo and in some form of a costume and with like, I, th I think it was like a red wig on, which clearly looks like a Titania like wig. She was super excited. She shared all these photos and all the internet did there. Like we did our job. We have to report on that. And as we were like, I remember we were having a chat when this first dropped. We saw it. I think we saw it on the direct first. Mm -hmm. And then it got dropped into our work chat. And everybody was just like, this poor girl. She knows I, not what she's done. I had to write the article. And the entire time I was like physically in pain. Like I was just genuinely uncomfortable. It was like, I felt so bad for this girl. Like. I, I know it's a thing that just happens. Like it happens every couple of projects where somebody just has this happen and they don't necessarily know what they're doing is wrong. But it was just the whole time I was just like, oh no, like I felt so, so bad. I'm, I'm surprised. Like, how do you, how do you not know not to do that? Um, I know. I, I'm, I mean, like you have to, there has to be NDAs. There has to be, I mean, even just going to Avengers campus, the amount of times they said to us, you cannot post anything until 8 PM. I heard it 80 times that day. So I'm like, I'm just, surprised that this can happen i know it's so shocking that i mean like i would just assume like if you're involved with any major studios project it would just be like an unspoken thing yeah. don't post this without us but especially marvel i mean i just imagine this 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 girl must be super unfamiliar with marvel and the conversations that surround it and stuff but i don't know i don't know that's crazy that yeah, I saw the post and I was just like, this girl. And then it was deleted, of course, within. But all the comments were like from her friends, like, so happy for you. Good job. You oh. deserve it. And then you'd find a couple that were like, are you sure you can post this? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, listen, she's the girl. I, I looked at her Facebook page. She's super fit. Um, I think she's she has she's a trainer. She's I think she was a stand in for somebody. I'm pretty sure what I've heard is that Jamila Jamil is playing Titania. So I believe this may have been a stand-in for Titania or a stunt person for Titania. And Titania is a character cr first appeared in Secret Wars, right? Yes. Well, created by the Beyonder, am I or somebody in Secret Wars? <laughs> yeah. Wait, who, I don't want to go too crazy there and say <laughs> this is like a Secret Wars thing, but it's cool to have that pulled in. Am I right on that? Is that accurate? I, I, I'm pretty sure from what I remember, but I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Um, but yeah, I will say Jim did point out when we were talking about it yesterday that like, of course, Mark Ruffalo is in the middle of another Marvel spoiler. Like, of course, it's just perfectly <laughs> on brand for him. <laughs> He's like, probably like, it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't even do anything this time. <laughs> Poor fella. Well, Mark Ruffalo is definitely in She-Hulk. So there's that. <laughs> Lego set revealed Tony Stark's what if episode. He is building like a whole cluster slash maybe a Mark one of some sort on Sakaar. I have heard Robert Downey Jr. is in fact voicing Tony Stark for this. So that's interesting because it first came out. Jeff Goldblum said he's doing an episode on Sakaar. Iron Man is in it. Robert Downey Jr. is going to record then a week later. The rap 
wrote a report that said he's not. It's not Robert Downey Jr. doing this. He's not in it. But I heard very recently Robert Downey Jr. is voicing Tony Stark, which like, th- like thank God. I, <laughs> I, I, the only t- thing I would think about the whole time watching that would be like, well, how could it, how did, you know, who is this voice and why are they voicing Iron Man? Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for What If. Aaron, are you hyped up for What If? Oh. oh. Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Uh, I, I, I am excited. <laughs> it seems like it's going to be really interesting. I just, you know, we keep getting little nuggets of what the episodes are going to be about beforehand. And I think that just like with the Spider-Man stuff, it might be better to go in like without knowing anything. Because like we got that Jeff Goldblum quote about, like, OK, that's cool. But now I know I'm like, OK, we know exactly what that one's going to be. There's some, <laughs> some other stuff like floating around about some of the other installments. We already knew that Peggy Carter as Cap thing was coming. We already knew about uh, the, the uh, T'Challa being Star-Lord one. So like that's half the season or at least a fourth of the season right there. I wonder what else we're going to get really surprised by. Because it seems like, like Brandon said, they said they're bringing back a lot of the voice talent for all of this stuff. So between that and Loki, we should be in for a lot of weird multiverse stuff. And it's yeah. just going to keep building and building and building as we go until we get to Dr. Strange, uh, yep. which is r- rivaling and Spider-Man, both of them rivaling knives out too for like people <laughs> in the cast. There's so many know. people. Janelle and I Catherine. I, I don't know if they can top <laughs> that yeah, me, duo. You don't know. know who they're casting for <laughs> multiverse of madness. Janelle Monet could pop up. We don't know. We have no idea. Thank you. Look at Jamie. Look at Jamie. <laughs> we should have seen like a, like a chicken, like looking at like, <laughs> like what's one Dr. Strange's cast is so much bigger than people know about that movie. And I don't know anything for sure, but I know enough to know that some of it's going to be true, that that movie is going to be so insane. The fact that they're saying like Thor four is like a mini Avengers movie. Like I really feel like Dr. Strange two is just going to be like insane. And I, we just aren't hearing about it yet because Spider-Man has to come first, I think. So that movie's going to be wild. I, Brandon, are you, go, are you going to Peter Rabbit too to try to see the trailer? <laughs> it, I don't, I have reason to believe the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer will not be here for Peter Rabbit too. It's going to be after that. It's going to be after that. It's going to be a longer Missed wait than opportunity. that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's a Sony movie. They're going to put the Spider-Man trailer with the Sony movie. I don't believe that. I could be wrong, but I think it's going to I, I have heard it's going to take longer than that. Uh, Rachel Vice went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and she was shooketh when Jimmy Kimmel said that Molina's last name is Vostokov, saying what all of us, I guess we only assumed but didn't know that Molina is Molina Vostokov, a.k.a a character who goes on to become Iron Maiden in the comics. I have said from day one, I believe Melina is Taskmaster at some point in the movie. Uh, and that's going to be like the kind of amalgamation of the Iron Maiden villain slash Taskmaster. Cause I, I don't think we're, get, we're obviously not going to get Tony Masters. <laughs> anybody, anybody have thoughts? Anybody have thoughts on this? No, I agree completely. Like, it's one of those things where we're at the point in the MCU where if a character only gets a first name, but we know, like, what world of the comics that they should be in, it's like, we can kind of put two and two together. So it was so funny to me that she was on this interview and was like, oh my gosh, my character's last name. I can't believe you revealed that. It's like, I thought we all kind of knew that already. Yeah. 
I, I need to pull it up because I got to interview her at Comic-Con when like uh, right after they introduced her. And I immediately was just like, your character's name is Melina. There's a character named Melina who goes on to become Iron Maiden. And I'm pretty sure she was just like, oh, <laughs> hmm? I need to find that interview. I don't know if we ever put it on YouTube. It might just be buried in our website's video player. I need to dig that up, though. Um, Wanda's accent is returning in Doctor Strange 2. Sokovia lives on. Uh, that's exciting. I mean, I think that just shows that when she's outside of Westview, she is Wanda Matt, like really herself and not this American sitcom version of herself. Jamie, I want your thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, I have them. I'm excited because, you know, it's funny. I have a good friend of mine is actually her name is Elizabeth Olsen. Um, and I know. And so she kind of hates Elizabeth Olsen just because, you know, she's older than her and now she what has to like... What in the multiverse of madness is this? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And so she like, she she hates that I love her because it's like, I'm the only Elizabeth Olsen yeah. in your life. Um, and uh, and so she used to be like, well, I don't know how good she is. She's losing that accent. And I, and I you know, I, the main argument, like she's a, she's been learning from the best spy in the world. She's training. She's getting better. Um, so I just love that they've like they've really spelled it out why it's happening. So no one can argue this with me anymore. And I'm excited that it's coming back because they worked really hard on Ultron to perfect that accent and, and create that accent. And I think it's cool that it's going to be back. I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, this is the part of the show where we've run out of things to talk about. If anybody <laughs> has any questions, go ahead and drop them in the comment section. We are reading the comments from Facebook and Twitch, uh, and we are happy to answer any questions. Aaron, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> well, I don't think we're doing much this weekend. Last weekend was the big weekend for me in our household because my girlfriend turned 31 and oh, she wow. wanted to go skydiving. Wow. Oh. So... We actually went skydiving on. Did Monday. you go again? Yeah, I did. did yeah, I was not planning to. I woke up that day and I was like, "I'm here for moral support." And then, as we got closer, her anxiety spiked, and I could tell she's like, "I don't really want to do this alone." I'm like, "Well, I don't want to do it, period. But I will <laughs> help you. I will do it." So I got. We registered for tandem jump. You watch a video where they tell you that you could probably die about 31 <laughs> times. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you strap in. And then they gave me goggles and I started joking around. Like I started laughing with like with her like while we were like, like getting ready. I was in the background like, is there any trees? Anybody have a trash can lid? Can I throw a trash can lid in a tree with these goggles on and take it for Instagram? And so we did it. We jumped out. It was wild. You dangle your feet out of the plane and then you just sort of tumble. And it made me laugh because at every movie you see them like jump. And I'm like, oh, there was no jumping. There was just like, oh, and I was in the air at 13,000 feet. It was wild. Oh my God. Like, you are a wonderful partner. Uh, uh, no amount of love. There's no one to love in my life enough to drop out of a plane for. I know. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I was kind of one time. It's a, it's a good, it's one time. It's, it's one time. time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate like I hate heights and I hate the like fear of falling. So like that is an absolute no. Like I am not even I can't even do the indoor one where you know it's okay and safe. Like that would still just terrify me. Oh, right. it, it, Somebody in the comment section just asked. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna I was just gonna jump around about like, yeah, don't 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 force yourself if you don't think about it. Cause as I was flying up, I was like, mm, man, I, is this smart? I don't know. 
Somebody in the comments asked how long the first episode of Loki is. I just pulled it up. It's just, it's a little under an hour. I got it right here. I'm looking at it. How does that feel, everybody? Oh, so okay. jealous. <laughs> um, Loki predictions. Uh, this is the last time I'll be able to safely do this without watching them. I actually don't really have predictions. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I think we'll see. A, I think we'll see one form of Kang, like mm-hmm. one of the one of the like versions of him in a timeline trying to conquer a timeline maybe. But um, I also like, I have a really, I don't think this will happen, but I think this would be a really emotional, clever, heartbreaking, satisfying thing to see is that the only way the show could end is if Loki like corrects the timeline by going back to where he left. So like he goes on this journey and all this stuff. And then he just has to accept his fate even though he now knows it yeah. he goes back to live it out so he goes back to 2012 where he disappeared from to put the infinity stone back where it was but ultimately knows that means he's going to get killed by thanos that would be interesting but i don't think it would happen mm. that would also contradict either i don't know russo brothers time travel theory or marcus and mcfeely's time travel theory but yeah i think that'd be crazy um i don't have any predictions but i can tell you what i want to happen and i all i want in this world is for a colson appearance um i mean i want that um i want that show to I, you know he killed him i think that they should they need to sit down they need to talk about that uh so that's that's the only thing that i'm like i don't think it's gonna happen but that that's my dream scenario is a little colson appearance and punching and kissing. Yes. I mean, <laughs> always. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've never thought about Loki kissing Colson, but now I'm thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> In like a week's time, you're going to be thinking about Loki and Morbius. Like, that's just, yes. your, that's going to be your next thing, honestly. Like, I can predict that now. Oh. What about oh. season two of Loki? I've yeah. heard it's happening. I've heard, I, I've just, I believe a season two is, is, is going to have this. I don't think all, a lot of the Disney plus shows are going to get season twos. I think Loki is one of them. Yeah. I was going to say your, your theory about him, like going back to the point where he like time traveled from, I feel like that could be the thing when they are absolutely done with the show. But I feel like until then he's just going to probably be hanging out with the TVA in some capacity. Like this feels like a thing you could keep going as many seasons as you really want. And then you just plop him right back where he left off and then it's fine. What yeah. He- but, what if he plucks another Loki that's similar enough in another timeline oh. and then takes him back to 2012 or whatever and okay. puts him there with the Tesseract and he gets to go free, which is what we like to call a Rick Sanchez. Like, <laughs> what if that's how that works out? Because I can see that happening. He's still kind of a jerk in 2012. He hasn't learned yeah. had all the character growth he's supposed to have yet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Joe Allen on YouTube said, all I want from Loki is Owen Wilson to say is infamous. Wow. <laughs> I love you it. Know what, you know what wowed me? Wedding Crashers 2 is filming this summer. Wow. That is exciting. <laughs> that oh is my gosh. Awesome. I don't know if that's a movie we need, later. but... Uh, Certainly don't need it. Certainly got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the first Wedding Crashers was hilarious when I was too young to understand it. So, oh, yes, I did a good impression. <laughs> Ro Finer Dairy said I did the best impression yet. It's better than my it was Tom only Holland a saying, time. Yeah, is that oh, somehow better than me being Tom Holland saying Spider Man? <laughs> Try to say croissant. That's always that one word that everyone makes fun oh, of him for because he can I'm never say it. it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so they have a whole movie of him going to Europe and he never said croissant. And I was like, this, this was a missed opportunity. I wanted to hear him butcher that word like he does in every <laughs> single interview. <laughs> oh, good. Tom Holland, you national treasure. 
of the UK. <laughs> All right, everybody. I feel like that's a good show for the day. The Fantastic Four. You guys are fantastic. Wow. I have so many words <laughs> in my brain. Uh, Jamie, any any final words? You Avengers Campus Cruella review superstar. Um, yeah, I also saw F9 and it was the most fun I've had watching a movie in a very long time. My review is up on the site if you want to read it. It's not good, but it's also amazing. So <laughs> I wish I liked it as much as you did. I just I'm, I'm so easy to please when it comes to that stuff. I just want like just punch, punch soap opera. That's my that's my jam. So. It's it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. (laughs) Yeah, read my review. (laughs) Aaron. What's up? Oh, what's up? uh, (laughs) I'm like, what what, what I do? Uh, So we got cram stuff coming next week for a comic book. We have all Loki explainers. We have who is Mobius? What is the Time Variance Authority? It what, technically what? starts today. So if it you starts do today? Check it, yeah, well, because since it premieres on Wednesday, we started it today, mm-hmm. so we technically have a week's worth of stuff. So, yeah, if you want to start checking our site today, then you'll get Loki content every day until the premiere. So exactly. if you want to continue plugging that. Okay, wait, Jenna, do you have something out today? Um, I don't think my stuff starts running until tomorrow. Do you have anything published in today? I think I do. I think I have Mobius Explainer today, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. If it's the first day. Uh, <laughs> which I, me and Brandon, we don't know what day it is, we don't know what time it is. We don't know. Uh, we got Back Issues Loki. That's Nicole uh, Drum did that up for us. Uh, how the Disney series sets up multiple Marvel Studios projects. So if you're wondering how it's going to seed into the rest of it, that's our buddy Cam Bonamalo. And we got an MCU timeline explainer from Charlie Ridgely, who is not here this week as well. So mm. go check all that stuff out. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Oh. Oh, we don't get to watch the episode like Brandon, but we <laughs> get know. to write about it, you know. <laughs> Snaps for Brandon. <laughs> but yeah, I that's all I got. Know. Yeah, I'll let y'all know how it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, anything for your sign-off here? The world um, is yours. Oh, gosh, that's a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, tune in to the Loki Cram just on our site throughout the week. I have explainers for Ravana Renslayer, who has one of the most complicated comic backstories I've ever read. I felt like I was losing my mind writing that article. Um, I have an explainer about Mark Grunwald, who is a really prolific comic creator who is the inspiration for Mobius. He is literally the basis of the entire character um i have one for the squadron supreme which going back to the loki predictions that is my number one prediction that the squadron supreme shows up in some capacity and yeah just keep tune in for all of that stuff that'll be fun and then i mentioned it on twitter next thursday probably around seven or so i am going to do a live stream for all of you who have wanted to see my pop collection i will go live and i will talk about that and just whatever the nerdy stuff so tune into that if you want because that will hopefully be fun (laughs) Go follow Jenna for the pop tour at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Let's go. Um, I'll have my Loki reactions this weekend. I'll have interviews with the cast of Lo- and writer, director of Loki. Sunday, maybe Monday. I don't know. It's a, it starts at 3 a.m. Who knows when that's coming out? Uh, and yeah, and then we'll have a, an episode of Phase Zero moving to Wednesdays to recap Loki and to break it down and react and all the fun stuff and the rest of the MCU news that happens between now and then. If you're watching us on Twitch, make sure you hit the follow. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe. If you're watching us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Unless you don't like us, then don't leave one. And if you're watching on Spotify, (laughs) send a link to a friend and get us a new listener ahead of Loki because it's about to be six weeks of madness. Oh my God, actually, what are we going to do? We have Loki on Wednesday, June or July 7th, and then we have Black Widow on July 9th. Oh. (gasps) 
Two shows a, a week. week. Let's go two. Bonus episode. Ooh. I think we're going to have to do two episodes that week. All right, everybody. <laughs> That's the show. Hit me up at Brandon Davis PD if you want to talk more. Hashtag phase zero. We check that like sometimes. And uh, that's it. Bye.